With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Very connected to otherworldly things. 
we should be able to pierce through the veil to be able to see uh, a little bit more beyond what is just in front of our five senses, which is always important because apparently there is something beyond our five senses. We have Venus um, making a couple of aspects. On the one hand, it's sextile to Jupiter, which is kind of nice. Um, uh, you know, so our capacity to nurture um, connected to maybe some physical gestures, Venus and Taurus, loving through physical gestures, gifts, little tokens of love, perhaps, uh, you know, romances in order in the way of um, taking care of someone, um, you know, washing the dishes for them, doing something very physical, very tangible, giving them a back rub, something very Taurian, running their bubble bath, um, you know, and connecting that with nurturing or caring for them. And on the other side, uh, we have Saturn almost exactly right now in opposition to uh, Venus. In fact, exactly. It's within four minutes tonight. So there's an exact uh, Venus in opposition to Saturn. Because it's Taurus and um, Venus rules Taurus, and Saturn is in Scorpio, I see this as... Uh, yes, a little heavy in the way of, of you know, Saturn always combines with Venus and makes love a little serious. But this is, this is sort of very serious, right? The Saturn and Scorpio, the idea of truth, the way in which we're sharing what it is that we want to share from our money to our bodies, how are we connecting with those people that we love in that way, that we have a romantic relationship with? If you have a romantic relationship, if you don't have a romantic relationship, you're likely to attract a very serious one for the next you know, week or so. So if you do find that you're getting attracted to someone, it's going to have all the depth of you know, Saturn in opposition to Venus and that Scorpio Taurus that push-pull between what's mine, what's ours, what's yours, are we telling the truth, am I suspicious of you, can I, you know, like, how do I take care of you properly, um, what is it that you need from me, or is it deep enough, you know, there's a, there's a lot of emotional struggle in a Saturn-Venus opposition, I think, and perhaps the sextile to... Um, Jupiter can soften that up and we can find a way to make that a little bit easier, a little bit more palatable, a little bit a little bit easier to express. Um, last thing I think is worth mentioning is that Mars has moved into an exact square with Pluto. So Mars, which has been direct for about a month now, is moved back to an exact square this week with Pluto. They're both at 12 degrees, um, Libra and Capricorn respectively. And this is very aggressive. So any kind of aggressive things that we've been noticing in governments or in each other um, is going to emerge now because there's a lot of difficulty, again, between Mars and Pluto and obviously also between Mars and Uranus because um, they're in opposition to each other. Not exactly right now, but when we're talking in astrological terms, Mars has reactivated a T-square between uh, Uranus, Pluto, and Mars. So Jupiter has moved out of that. We're no longer dealing with a grand cross energy. Jupiter is on its way into Leo. But Mars, and definitely for at least another 
almost two weeks, maybe more, um, is going to be activating this very aggressive, sudden, relationship-destructive, um, you know, energy that's been going on between uh, Uranus and Pluto. So we see it happening in Iraq. That's what that's the, the new thing that's emerged this week is that we have, uh, you know, terrible shifting back to militant government there, uh, militant government in 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 um, in Thailand, uh, militant you know behavior coming out of Russia. Uh, so this is all being kicked off by this uh, square and by now Mars's reactivation of it. So as we go into the fall, where we're going to have you know another real tight square between Uranus and Pluto, this aggressive stuff is not going to be uncommon. Um, Neptune is in Pisces at seven degrees, and it went retrograde this week. It's only making good aspects to the chart. That's your Global Energy Minute, and I'm Dr. Craig. You're listening to the Inside Connection. I wanted to let everybody know that if you're interested in finding me online, you know you can do that at lahealer.com. And anybody who would like to call in, because I always see that there are live callers, but... Uh, live listeners, but um, you know, not every week is someone calling in, which is fine. Um, if you want to call in, you're certainly welcome to. I'll be happy to take a look at your chart. If you've called in before, I'm happy to talk with you again. Also, shout out to my archive listeners, um, those people that are faithfully listening to the show when they get a chance to do it on demand. Um, I am, uh, I'm so happy that you're here with me. So let's take a look at Neptune, just, you know, do a little bit of a a little chat about Neptune. It's a very powerful energy. It's a very spiritual energy. It is officially the outermost planet in our solar system. We haven't yet found, um, you know, a planet going around the sun beyond Neptune. It's the last planet that has a circular orbit around the sun, um, its periodicity is about 160-something years, which means it takes that long for it to go once around the sun. Uh, nobody ever has a Neptune return. Uh, we usually don't make it that to be that old. So Neptune is, is carving out a very specific slice of spiritual growth in our lives, and it's generational, so you can see in what way different generations have been called to grow, and in 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 what way their what through what method um, they transcend their own ego. Because keyword for Neptune is transcendence, and ego is always involved in all planetary uh, transits and changes because part of the goal of of a given lifetime is to be able to confront the ego and connect with others and make a statement of our own individuality and ego, and yet not feel that that statement separates us from everybody else who's also in the same uh, boat as far as energy goes. So there's a lot going on in Neptune that has to do with ego and and energy and form, structure, and the way in which that ener- uh, Neptune sees how energy is uh, constantly involved in changing form. And I think I'm going to be talking a whole bunch about that. So Neptune, when when we're not connected 
to the idea that form changes or we deny truth of you know life or existence truth that we experience from our unconscious when our ego remains attached then Neptune energy provides us with confusion, unclearness, um, discouragement, futility, the sensation of feeling undeserving, the sensation of feeling unworthy, um, loss, confusion, defeat, doubt, all of these different feelings that are really quite awful, right? And um, often it comes in as this kind of a disruption because we're not capable of seeing changing the way in which form changes, the way in which we can't attach to specific form. So it, in, in some ways, it, it's like, um, you know, someone falling in love with somebody or being head over heels with somebody and then finding out later that the person is not who you, who you thought they were at all. So they, they, they literally changed in front of your eyes and yet you never really saw it coming. So there's one side of Neptune that is that is um, is sort of tricky because it creates a lot of disillusionment and disappointment and um, del- delusional experience of reality because it's capable of projecting onto a situation what it is that we feel we need from form, from structure. That literally just means all the physical things in your world. So you could go out shopping for a house or a car or something like that even and think you found the perfect house. And for all intents and purposes, it looks that way to you, and then you buy it, and then you find out later that it's not the perfect house for you at all, that it has a lot of problems or something like that. Same kind of thing with a car. So we... What, what that lesson, what that lesson teaches us is why are we attached? Why do we attach in the first place to the structural needs that we think we have? Customarily, those things are ego-based, right? They're ego-based. Oh, this piece of structure is going to say this or that about me. Like, in other words, I'm going to um, buy this house, have this car, have this boyfriend, this husband, this wife, or have a baby, or anything, pretty much anything we do in the world. It's all, it's all revolves around structure. That I'm going to create this structure because it's going to create this um, ego-based form for myself. In other words, I'm going to be able to externalize who I am onto all of that form. Kind of complicated, but in a way, if we think about it, form, structure, houses, cars, uh, husbands, and things like that, they're not really us. They're not really us. So what they're saying about our ego or what our ego is feeling they say about us is actually not really true because that form can change. It can become something different at any moment. Um, the, the positive side of Neptune, because I don't want to dwell too much only on, on the negative side, and I do want to be able to take this to the idea of conscious and unconsciousness, because many times Neptune is functioning to bring from our unconscious something and we become kind of conscious of it based on the experience that we have but when we're feeling free when we're not feeling attached right 
Neptune produces a selflessness, a mysticism, and also a feeling of an exhilaration. It's like the loss of ego that we experience in ecstatic states. So whether those ecstatic states are being produced by drug-related experiences or spiritually-based experiences like fasting or vision questing or dancing or, you know, like there are lots of different ways human beings have discovered meditation obviously is a Neptune experience because it takes us away from the illusion of the physical reality and brings us into a connection with the energy. So Neptune's more connected to the energy and it's more denying actually of the structure whereas as human beings, we're in a body, and that's already structure. And so everything we build all around the body, from our home to our clothes to our our you know spouses to our pets to everything we try to keep around us, is to reinforce and re-enhance the idea that we are, we are in a structural world, and we are. So there's got to be a balance between structure, which is ruled by Saturn, and Neptune, which basically is is taking into account the the vast energy collective that we all come out of. So like the the pool of energy that represents the connection between all of us. Kind of cool. And I'm actually watching that full moon rise right now. Very beautiful. Awesome. Full moon in Sag. Go check it out. So Neptune dissolves structure and in our lives and it dissolves our attachments to structure so it can make us feel like we don't want to have a sense of duty we don't want to have a sense of responsibility it can take what's clear and definite and predictable in our lives the structure right clear definite predictable this is my car this is my house right and it can make us feel completely lost or confused about the reality of any of that based on the way that things Things can change, right? Neptune can can create change and then make us see like, oh, you know, whatever, that's not my house anymore, that's not my car, or that's not my husband because, right, we're, 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 we're not connected, we're not doing well or whatever. There's lots of different reasons why structure can shift. I think you can imagine the different ways that it can shift. And on the positive side, what it's trying to do is it's trying to bring us to a freedom from structure, a freedom from structure, much similar to the way that Uranus and Pluto both function, but in different actions, right? Pluto is a little bit more destructive of structure that we're hanging on to that's outlived its purpose in our lives. And Uranus is more disruptive. It's more from the aspect of being in a, in a rut surrounding um, our lives. When our lives become more dull, then we need a Uranian kind of shake-up to bring excitement. When our lives become more attached to um, to ego-based structure, right? Neptune comes along and frees us from it by dissolving our attachment to it. Now, we don't often see it that way. That's the problem. It's, we don't often see um, this, you know, dissolving of our attachments to the structure of our lives as very freeing. That's why the shadow side of it is confusing and and discouraging and and makes us feel very defeated and doubtful of what's going of what our choices have been. But the truth is that those experiences that when we're not 
connected to the idea that form changes when we're denying the truth that's coming out of our own our own unconscious when we're attached to structure Otherwise, Neptune just comes in and dissolves it and it changes and obviously something new emerges on the other side because form will always recrystallize into something new. So that sense of exhilaration and selflessness and mysticism comes on the other side when when we're accepting Neptunian energy as freeing. So on that side, it rules things like beauty and um, and and the dream world of the truth of our lives, what can be true. Neptune makes every attempt to connect us to what is truly important, what is truly important in life, like universally, universally, love, uh, beauty, simplicity, a concern for others. It's consciousness elevating. It takes us from a place of being unconscious and therefore operating on a plane where structure and our attachment to structure is what's most important. And it brings us to a place where we, um, where it brings us to a place where our our consciousness elevates up above that structure, and we're able to see really a higher form of love. And I know that. Um, definitely like the students in my classes know that that's a very simplistic way of describing um, Neptune, a higher form of love. It's kind of easy to kind of just pass it off as that. But the truth behind that is that being detached from structure and just deeply being involved in the energy that we all are is a higher form of love because if you can see all things around you as an energy form which of course is not easy to do and kind of did know that my talk tonight would wax to the very kind of uh, mystical um, woohoo kind of thing but when we're capable of seeing all structure and all people in our lives as a continuum of energy instead of as just some you know objectified piece of structure that's that's bolstering up and validating our our material existence that's when we actually do step into a place of love for everything because that's all there really is everything becomes magnificent in the creation that it actually is neptune helps us to see energy shifting forms it helps us to see that it helps us to see that souls shift forms as well across lifetimes. That we're also a part of that continuing shift of form, going from one lifetime to another, one personality. Neptune creates a spiritual longing inside of us because that the, that's the longing to be able to recognize the energy, the, the spiritual form, the energy on the inside of the physical form that everything is. Let's see if I can continue with this thread here. Okay. Um, what we think of as real is constantly changing. Okay. That can be as simple as you know, you travel, you know, back to New York to go to your favorite restaurant on the corner of Hudson and 12th Street, and it's no longer there. So 
the, the storefront changes or your brand changed, right? You know, like, or whatever. Think of the airlines. So you used to be, you know, uh, connected to this airline or not. It's not even in existence anymore. You have to choose another one. This is a part of sim- the simple example of dissolving form that what we think of as real is constantly changing it's not something that remains consistent and so when we see that it's changed form we can be disappointed with the change in form we can be disillusioned with the change in form because we've established something constant on something that's not possible to be constant so structure and ego attachment right neptune dissolves that and brings us closer to the truth of what things really are, right? We are not really that high school. We are not really that job. We are not really that person's spouse. We are not really that nationality. It's all fluid. It all changes. We're, we, can, we, can, we can find out the hospital that we were born in doesn't even exist anymore, but that doesn't mean we weren't born. But our connection potentially to that place or, um, you know, to, to anything specifically will be constantly altered and dissolved. That is Neptune's function. So it can be confusing, I think, that that everything is fluid, that everything changes, but it's completely liberating when we're capable of connecting with that ocean, that, that great ocean of energy that we're all collectively a part of. That's, that's really the beauty of Neptune. So what does it do in the way of consciousness? Because we often think of Neptune as being connected to the unconscious. So we're unconscious, so this is a Neptune experience because I'm not really aware. Awareness is, is another word for consciousness. So kind of it's another it's synonym. So I'm not really aware of something, right? I'm not really aware of some ego attachment that I have. But Neptune brings you to that place because let's say you date three people in a row for the way they look and you discover three times in a row, let's say on a good Neptune transit, direct, retrograde, and direct, you discover three people all in the course of a year and a half or two years who are all kind of the same way. But then you have to step back from that experience. Yes, it was terribly disillusioning for you. Yes, it was terribly disappointing for you. But how do you step back back out of that experience and then see that it was your own unconscious need to have this specific thing that created this issue and and disillusionment in the first place. Mm. It's a very crazy energy. (laughs) I kind of like it, but right now I'm having positive Neptune transits. When it was in Aquarius, it wasn't really as easy for me. Um, I hope you guys are good, and I will talk to you next Thursday here on the Inside Connection.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.